the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. And welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro, Baron Wiley here in the in the back halls of uh, of the Real Life Amphitheater. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it was a pretty happening place here last week, Pastor Sean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a great concert. Casting Crowns came in. Uh, they did a superb job. Yeah. You know, um, it was a really great show. It Boy. was cold. A cold show. Boy, it dropped like 40 degrees here yeah. that day. Yeah. But uh, I- I'm, I'm amazed. People came out. It rained a little right near the beginning during the openers. But by the time... Actually, by the time the show really started, the the rain had cleared, and it was it was chilly. But man, people were undercover, and they were good to go, and they had a blast. Yeah, I know at the Zach Brown show, uh, they sold a lot of beer there. How'd y'all do this time? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, uh, for a Casting Crowns concert, the amphitheater did not serve oh, beer, okay. which was the right choice. Uh, but I will tell you, hot chocolate went like wildfire. Oh, I bet. Oh, no. I, in, in fact, we probably weren't prepared enough. I mean, to, we, we should have had coffee drinks and a little bit more of that. Uh, but hot chocolate was flying off the shelves. Yeah. Yes, we what sold a lot of hot chocolate. Uh, I talked to Greg Carnes before this. He said $6,000 in hot chocolate. <laughs> if, that's the, if that's the number, man. <laughs> wow. I, I, don't, it, I don't doubt it. Well, there's, you know, there were 3,000 people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, actually, I think we were like 3,500 yeah. or something like that. And so, no, it was cold. Very cool. It was cold. One of the opening acts is, uh, was a young lady named uh, Ann Wilson, not Ann Wilson of Heart. Yeah. Uh, but she is blowing up. Uh, so it's like one of those things where you get to see her before she becomes the next, you know. Oh, yeah. Whatever. My granddaughter got, a meet, got to meet her Aww. and talk to her. Oh, yeah. No, we went back. And the, the guys from Casting Crowns and Kane was there, uh-huh. one of the openers. They were all just so nice. They were just really easy to work with. And, you know, Ryland, this is the first time I, I just brought her with me for the evening. So every, anything I was doing, if I'm going to check on what's happening at the concession, or going on the back office or out in the out in the amphitheater she's just with me and she had a blast oh, she had a blast you know but she had her little notebook so she got she got Aww. marks marks uh autograph? you know autograph and several of the other people and i think ann was one of them uh, they were all just very gracious to her so i i will tell you it's very obvious and i'm glad that the amphitheater it's been established so that the real life amp can have um can have other bands other than just Christian. We really mm-hmm. want this to be something that is more of a community base, and there's a reason for that. And, you know, it's separate from the church for that reason. Uh, and so I, I'm grateful that we get to do that. But it's just different when you have the Christian bands in. And, you know, I know people give a lot of garbage to Christian bands or they do? whatever. Well, you know, some people talk about, well, they're just shows, and it's just this, that, or the other. It's different. Uh-huh. The whole atmosphere is completely different. Yeah. There's a level of just normalcy and approachability and humility that is just not, you know, it's just different. And now that we've had multiple of the the big country or secular acts as well as a number of the Christian acts, it's just you can tell. It, it's just a very different environment. 
And, and that's across the board, whether that was Zach Williams, whether that was King and Country, whether that's Casting Crowns, Newsboys, it's the same. Mm-hmm. There's just this relax. And they've got a job to do. They're, they're, we're just another stop on their tour. We, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But they're just different. And you would expect that. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that's been our experience. They've been great to work with. And it's a totally different environment back here, backstage, and you know, with people, how they treat our people, mm. and all those things. And not that the others haven't been great in their own right, but it's just different. And it gives you a chance to just make each show better than the last one, too. I know you learn something every time. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. You like know, more it, hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying, Baron. Yeah, no, the more hot chocolate thing's a big deal. Uh, but, no, you, we learn whether it's parking, whether it's guest services, whether it's ticketing, how to get, move people through more quickly. Security. You know, at this one, it's cold, and we're having to check all the bags for security. That's a normal thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you speed that up mm-hmm. so that people aren't standing there in the cold, right. you know, longer than they need to? So all those things are... You know, we sit back with the team and the team gets together and just processes how can we do better next time. Uh, Pastor Sean, uh, before we kind of get into what we want to get into, I want to kind of throw you off a little bit. I mm-hmm. know you love it when I do this. I do. Too. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, as we're on the heels of Thanksgiving, you said don't forget Thanksgiving, but yes. Christmas is coming. Yes. Do you know what you want for Christmas, Pastor Sean? Besides peace on earth, goodwill towards men? <laughs> That's all I want, Baron. <laughs> Do I know what I want for Christmas? You know, I don't think about that all that much. You know, my wife asked me, and she says I'm a problem. Yeah? You know, yeah. She says, because I want her to get me something awesome, Yeah. but I don't give her many ideas because I don't, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, I need something. Okay. So I don't think about it much. All right. Well, I'm going to step away for a second. Oh. Welcome back here. Oh. I got something for you, Sean. What are you doing? I got something. Here it comes. Oh, oh, this is bizarre. What are you doing? He's back. Oh my gosh! You know what that is? I, I know, I know who that is. What is what is this? Merry Christmas, Sean Azaro. Uh, live here on the Reaching for Real Life podcast and radio program, Baron has presented. I wish this was video. I'm well, I'm, I'm stunned. Well, I'll start videotaping. I am stunned. This is an autographed Mike Ditka Chicago Bears jersey. Yeah, last time I checked, you like the Bears, right? Baron, I love the Bears, but where did you get this? How did this happen? This is, this is, I, I'm, I'm speechless. Well, then this is a bad idea to be speechless on a podcast, Pastor Sean. <laughs> this is unbelievable, Baron. Thank you. I, I know you're not materialistic. You don't, you don't collect, I know your daughter collects autographs there from Mark Hall. And <laughs> from Mark Hall, Casting Grounds, yes. But I didn't know if you had Mike Ditka in your... Uh... No, I don't have an autographed jersey. I don't have any autographed jerseys. This is unbelievable. Well, now it's not framed. I know it's in the little shrink wrap there. This looks like it's been worn. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Ditka tore it off and then became a coach. And holy cow, man. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Merry Christmas. Can give, wow. Yeah, you can give it to Ryan now, right? Now you're shopping. Ryan's done. not touching this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to let him look at it. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, uh, Baron, we, we wow. Need to get it framed or something like that. Uh, do, do you want to tell how this happened? Or I do. It was the Lord. Let's just leave it at that. It was the Lord. Yeah. No further questions. You're a witness. It was the- <laughs> Thank you, Baron, for being sensitive to the voice of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, well, I, I am I am the shocked and humbled. Presented itself, and it was like ah, that's done. Easy. Hey, take it easy with the throwing around of the jersey, man. Holy, of course it's the real deal. I wouldn't go right. Oh, I, 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 I'm just stunned, man. Oh, well, good. Where did you? Okay, where did you come across it? I'll, I'll just say that uh, uh, the radio station that I work for 
hosts events, and uh, I said the one I work for, the one I own, called Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, BernieRadio.com, uh, hosted an event. It was a charity event, and then, so there was a guy who has the auction items, you know? And so we partnered with him for our event, and uh, we sold a few things, and then, uh, you know, bought a few things. Wow. Merry wow. Christmas. Baron. Yeah. I, I'm shocked and humbled. Thank you. I thought Thank you, you needed it. Wow. So Chicago Bears... Man, they had the same disaster that the Cowboys had against the Packers. Well, yes, that's true. But again, the Bears, they were a team that had all defense, mm. and they get rid of their best defensive players, and so their defense is nothing. What, what the story of the Chicago Bears is the play, the much-anticipated and now actually being seen play of Justin Fields. Uh, they have a franchise quarterback. The guy's running around too much. He's going to get himself hurt. Yeah, no, he's Justin Fields. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of Ditka. <laughs> exactly. Those are designed runs, and he is a very talented, great arm, great passing quarterback, but uh, the running is just a whole different level. And so, you know, the Bears are a rebuilding team. There's no doubt. They made that decision, and that's where they are. So, uh, But losing to the Detroit Lions was tough. Well, I think it was, that was a great game. I don't know if you saw the other one, though. The Viking game was incredible. That game should have been over three times. Oh my Did you gosh. see me that? Uh, I saw some of it, yes. And then they cut away for that for the Cowboy-Packer game. Yep. My wife at Packer. I, me, all Cowboy. I needed the Cowboys to do. All I needed them to do was beat the Packers. Packers. I, I, I didn't. I didn't ask. Am I asking for too much? You don't. Never. I'm not asking for much. <laughs> you just give just all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just beat the Packers. You, they had them. Mm-hmm. Packers are down. Packers have been tanking. Two touchdowns. 196 uh, games uh, leading by 14 in the fourth. Gone. That's that streak is gone. Do you know that wow. one? No, I did not. Right. Well, there we go. That's our football moment again, <sighs> Baron. Right. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we move on. Hey, another loser. Well, not necessarily a loser, but uh, you know the the, elect, the midterms are over now, Pastor Sean. Your initial take, sir. Wow. Yeah, another wow. I'm surprised. I I really anticipated because of all we've been through over the last few years, mm-hmm. you know. And tip the typical story is whoever controls the White House and kind of the dominant political party, uh, especially in the year like in several years like this, they take a shellacking in the midterms. Mm-hmm. And as we know now, that didn't happen. Now, on state levels and stuff, we I think we saw a lot of things change. But uh, that didn't happen. It's likely now we'll, they'll maintain a Democrat majority, or at least the parity that will be, obviously, the tie-breaking vote is, is Kamala vice Harris, president. the vice president. And the Republicans, if they take the House, will be a very narrow margin. So there, there wasn't some big referendum, which, you know, I... Uh, obviously, uh, I haven't been shy about my feeling about some of the leadership of the last three years mm-hmm. and the need for some change, you know, because I don't, we don't need to redo that podcast. But, right. you know, you can listen to a few weeks ago when we talked about some of the things. It was the basic thing was things to remember when we go to the polls. You know, remember politicians who walked us through this, this, this and this. And it seems like uh, a whole lot of Americans were like, yeah, I don't care. It's OK. I'm going to keep. Don't stay the course. So now we got to look again as we're playing armchair quarterback. Did Christian show up or not? They should have listened to the podcast. <laughs> well, that's right, Baron. <laughs> uh, you know, Baron, and I don't. I don't know that Christians necessarily vote as a monolithic voting blocks. I, I, I don't think they. I don't think they all vote the same way. I think you know when it comes to politics. I think denominations or types of evangelical Christians are going to vote more, probably more conservative, but some evangelicals are going to vote more liberal. Some mainline Christians are going to vote farther left. So 
I don't know that the church is a shoe in for either political party, and I'm not necessarily. I don't. I don't know that the church should be. I don't. Mm. Although I, I, again, I think it's it's not so much about parties. I, I don't like to focus on parties. And you mm. notice when we had the conversation a few weeks ago, right. we didn't really focus on parties. We're not focusing on politicians. We're focusing on issues and many of the moral issues. And so I think those are things that it's okay. We should be focusing on, and we should be using stewarding our vote to deal with some moral issues and you know matters of things that are matters of right and wrong. Well it seems like the biggest moral issue on the ballot there uh was, was abortion a lot of states there a lot of states having to decide but I, I got to ask the question that which I think I heard Albert Mueller kind of talking about was was the overturning of Roe versus Wade worth this past midterm election. Well the, that is built on an assumption. The assumption was that's what that's what led to the kind of outcome. And I, I think it's, a, it's certainly a significant hypothesis, and I think it's, it's something that's likely. I think that it definitely probably influenced that. Because in that particular issue, it is clearly, you know, if, you're, if you say, I think we should have legalized abortion, then you're going to vote Democrat. That's pretty clear. And Republicans, by and large, you know, were the ones who supported overturning Roe v. Wade. So in that area, I, I think it's a, one, I think that premise is probably fairly sound, that that issue influenced the outcome of this election and stopped the red wave, if you will. Yeah, it, the Democrats, was their, that was their reaction to that. It wasn't the economy like we all thought it would be and, and inflation, et cetera. It was that one issue where the Democrats said, no, we got to take a stand on this one and, and showed up. Well, and I think one of the things maybe that was underestimated was how, I, I think for some people, it's, they see it as a civil liberties issue. They, mm-hmm. and, and I absolutely disagree. Right, because I believe life begins at conception. So I want to be crystal clear. This isn't a political issue for me. This is simply a moral issue of, of I think murder is wrong and I don't see any logical or I don't see any definitive or empirical evidence to suggest that a child in the womb is not alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So life begins at conception. Life is sacred and deserves protection. God creates life, um, and I don't think we should take a life. So that's our position. Innocent life is worth protecting. And so this is not about right, left, Democrat, Republican. This is simply about how we view life. And I think a lot of people just have totally kind of shut off the logical portion of their brain and just said, nope, we don't care. It's a civil liberties issue. You know, I I think that has, has changed the whole conversation. They're simply looking and saying, I, I want my rights. And, and obviously, their reproductive rights is the way they say it. Well, reproduction is birth. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what ending a birth has to do with reproductive rights. Okay. Yeah. So I just feel like, though, there's a whole lot of people who that was such a shocking thing. They've grown up in an era where Roe v. Wade was just assumed. And yet abortion, even if you, you took, remember Bill Clinton's, ridiculous thing but abortion should be uh should be rare but safe okay well if it should be rare why mm, right. why if, why do you think it should be rare because if it's fine then okay then just say it's fine uh, the problem is mm-hmm. we're just basically saying we see the world differently we see life differently we see god and our responsibility to him differently and so the question, your question. So the premise was that Roe v. Wade affected the election. I think that's a pretty sound premise. Okay. The second part of that is the question. Was the overturning of Roe v. Wade worth the election losses? 
um, I don't look at it that way. Was it right? Mm. It's right and wrong. I, I, because if you're if you're gonna if you're willing to say, well, anything, no matter what, for election victories, then what's the point? I believe Roe versus Wade was immoral. I believe it was bad law, case law. I don't believe it was really done well under our Constitution. And so for every reason that I just listed, I think Roe v. Wade needed to be overturned. And so if that was the thing that delivered this, okay, oh well, that's where we are. Uh, as, uh, as again, we're sitting on the backside of it on Armchair Monday here. In Texas, our, our friend Beto, well, he's kind of lost his third run at some sort of seat. Right. I have said here, I've been on record saying I appreciated Greg Abbott's leadership through the pandemic. There are different people critical of Governor Abbott for different things. Texas fared very well mm-hmm. through the pandemic. We fared very well in a number of different areas. Um, our, I, I just I just believe that, that that's a significant factor. And so, you know, to me, I think that's why Texans voted pretty conclusively to say, yeah, we don't want to change in leadership there. A bigger example is Florida. I mean, my gosh, Florida just said – we, we saw what the rest of the country went through, and we're not going to do it. And they elected Ron DeSantis, reelected him, to probably like a 19-point margin. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's the thing. It's almost to where it's like it, people don't understand there's a connection between our, these elections we have and then the outcomes that we get. <laughs> the way these, these people are – and it's not like they're lying to you. I'm sorry. I, I think politicians can lie. These politicians are saying these are the things we're going to do. And then when you elect them and they do it and it hurts you, don't be surprised. You know, you asked for it. Yeah, but at least I didn't vote for Trump, you know, which I think that was a factor as well. I think people, you know, I I don't think Donald Trump's kind of his endorsement had carried the weight that it had. I think I think people are kind of tired of Donald Trump's thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a whole nother factor. Yeah, the criticism was is that if you won, he take credit, and if you lost, then it was your fault, and he separated himself from that. And and that's exactly what has been the history. So mm-hmm. so it's like yes, and that's the kind of stuff that people just don't. It's like when he first came into office and he told the truth about media, and he was so different than Washington had been before. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I think people were like, "Yeah, this is fresh," but then after four years and it's just like okay dude stop talking about yourself yeah you know stop talking that way about people i i just think people said i I don't necessarily want more of that it's it's like your leadership was good but do you have to make it so painful yeah that's where i think you know you see a guy like ron DeSantis who is showing some of that type of insight and even courage in his own leadership but he also speaks more like an adult (laughs) (laughs) nice i've i've pointed out before i don't know them personally uh-huh. and all you know is what they what they say they're going to do what they say they're about you know their record mm-hmm. you can look and see what they have been about um and you're guessing yeah. you know a- after that because we don't know them personally and we're having to make these decisions but i do think that you can look and you can see certain leaders and you go wow they they speak wisely they handle themselves well and then they lead according to what they said they have some degree of integrity in what they said they do. They're going to do it. And then what they did yields good fruit, good produce in the context of the state, the city, the nation that they lead. So that's the only way we can make decisions when it comes to election. And I'm a big believer, man. Always look at what they said then what they did and what was the fruit, what was the outcome. It's simple as that. 
I think there's some people who just go, they, they listen to the media, and the media obviously leans very left. And they go, man, I don't want, they say all these horrible things about Republicans. I don't want to be a Republican. Look, <laughs> I, I don't care about Republican, Democrat, but all I know is the, the media is painting a picture. And if you're sitting here saying, I want to be on the side that the media is endorsing, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just stop and look at the issues. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who said, I heard Republicans were like this. And then they get to know some Republicans and go, well, I don't necessarily agree with them completely, but they're not like that at all. Right. Because they were horribly misrepresented. And so I'm just saying, do your own research. We're Christians. Word of God first. Mm-hmm. Word of God first. Then go listen to what a, a politician says. Look at what they've done and look at the outcomes that it has created for them and their people. And I think that's what happened in Florida. Florida and Texas, by the way, thrived during the pandemic compared to so many other states. Mm. And that's the story that, of course, the media is not going to tell you, but it's just true. And so I think that's been a huge difference. So, Pastor Sean, as we started this conversation, we it started with, uh, you know, was the overturning of Roe versus Wade worth what happened in the, in the election here in the midterms? Right. There? So I'd like to ask you, what happened in the Trump administration that you think is worth what's going on today? All kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, and again... I, I'm not I'm not a Donald Trump apologist, okay? But I will say so many things that he did leadership wise just worked or were were they seemed to be right. You know, people don't know about the Middle East uh peace treaties that occurred under Donald Trump because he just unapologetically said, We're gonna recognize Jerusalem as the capital mm-hmm. of Israel and we're gonna put our we're going to put our embassy in Jerusalem, mm. whereas before it had been in Tel Aviv. And that, that was something that really made, made some, many Jewish people really happy, but made some of their enemies unhappy. But it's like it's their capital. And so he just did it. He, his foreign policy, he was very strong in things. And because of that, very little happened. You know, people said, oh, this is going to happen. The world's going to explode. It just didn't. Because, again, people were concerned. Other nations were concerned. What will he do? Economically, you know, we had the lowest unemployment and the economy was before COVID. The economy was roaring um, because he lowered regulations and he just, you know, just let the economy do its thing. Uh, but one of his biggest things, and people talk about this and we all recognize overturning Roe v. Wade would not have happened without his Supreme Court nominations. Mm. The, the judges he nominated and got confirmed made the overturning of Roe v. Wade possible. And so when you understand, just very simply, and you know, you might be listening to this, and if you're listening to this, and maybe you're a left-leaning Christian, you think, oh, well, well you're just some partisan, blah, blah, blah. Just know, you may disagree with me, and that's okay. I just believe life begins at conception. And if you say, no, it doesn't, that's cool. If you can prove that, mm. if you can tell me empirically, what's the other date, okay? Conception is when there is a, wasn't something there, now there's something that wasn't there before. There's a new DNA pattern. There's a new life. If you can conclusively tell me, oh, no, 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 it's, it's at this point in the, at the third, first trimester or the second or the third, or, or you can prove to me that that child who was breathing through an umbilical cord before birth and was now just a piece of tissue, mm-hmm. an eight-pound, six-ounce piece of tissue, but now because it came out, now it's breathing from its lungs, now it's a life. If you can prove that in any way, that's the whole point. I believe that child is alive. And so, very simply, murdering the child is wrong. That's what we believe. Now, you can say, oh, I think you're crazy because I don't think the child's alive. And by the way, if you are convinced of that, I understand your position. 
But just know, this isn't just something I'm just making up here. We believe that child was alive. That's why it matters. So, yes, Donald Trump, I believe, did a great service in nominating judges who would overturn what, again, I believe was really bad, bad precedent. Yeah. Best John, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this video is on YouTube. Uh, but it was it was just shown to me here at the Hill Country Pregnancy Care Center. They've actually stop me if you've seen this. They've got the the video sonogram, if you will, of the sperm meeting the egg. And when it happens, a spark happens. A, a blip shows up on the screen, mm. and it made you go. Someone just said, "Let there be light." Wow! And there was light. No, I've never seen that, but that's that's amazing. And yeah, and it kind of gives "Let There Be Light" a whole new meaning to me when you see this wow. thing. That's a really interesting thing. I'd love to see that. I find it fascinating. We call the word procreation. Mm-hmm. It's procreation. And in that, we get to participate in creation. I mean, God's the creator. Mm-hmm. We can't do it. But, but he allows a husband and a wife, a man and a woman together, to participate in the creation of a new life. Again, if you're listening to this and you're pro-choice and you think we're whacked, I, I get it. I understand. But just know we really believe that that child is alive and as such deserves the same right to live that you or I deserve. And so until you can convince us otherwise with, I mean, empirical evidence, we're going to continue to believe this. And so you say, was the overturning of Roe v. Wade worth it? I, I, don't, I, can't, I don't want to comment even on that. Mm-hmm. But it was right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so it's not, not always is it politically expedient or is it politically worth it. Is it right? Mm. And I believe it was right. Uh, we want to thank you today for listening for Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. You can find it on all the major podcast channels on KSLR, on KLUP, on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. All the <gasps> major. All, all the, the major. major outlets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we appreciate you listening and for following Pastor Sean. And just a closing thought and take us home. I want to encourage you. Maybe you're listening to this, and I know probably many of our, our folks who follow us are probably a, a little more conservative than some. Um, and you're like disappointed. Um, you're disappointed it didn't go the way you, you'd hoped or the way you know you think it should have gone. Uh, God is on the throne. Amen. He is good. Uh, tomorrow when you get up, you will be able to say with confidence, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And you need to know he is Lord. He is sovereign. He is over all. And that is the, the ultimate reality that we live in, that we walk in, that we see. So um, God is working. He's got a purpose. Our prayer should be, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. Um, I I care about the political things. I participate. But at the end of the day, I understand them in their context. They're not the final word. They're not the final authority. Anyway, thanks for listening to us. God bless you. I pray you have an amazing week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.